Welcome to the Paranormal Pendle podcast, coming to you from the heart of Pendle Witch Country in the northwest of England. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator, and collector of stories. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology, and big cats. This is the Paranormal Pendle podcast. Welcome to episode 23 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK radio network at paukradio.com. My guest on this episode is David Saunderson, who is the founder and editor of Spooky Isles, which is the UK and Ireland's leading independent paranormal and horror website. So it was founded in 2011, and Spooky Isles has thousands of articles, reviews and videos exploring the darker side of life, including folklore, crime, the occult, and ghost hunting in both the UK and Ireland. So, David, uh, first of all, uh, a very big welcome to the podcast. Thank you for doing this today. Thank you, Craig. Hope you're all well. Very well, thank you. Hope you are too. Can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and also a little bit about how the Spooky Owls website came about? Okay. Well, you, you pretty much summed it up there when you, you sort of gave me a very nice intro there. Uh, I've been running uh, Spooky Isles in 2011. I'm Australian, but my parents are British. And I uh, came here to live in 2011. And uh, as part of that, I, I wanted to sort of look at, you know, I was visiting castles and pubs and all these interesting places. And I wanted to write about it. And as part of that, I was sort of writing my own blog, which was sort of davidsaunderson.com. It was actually davidsaunderson.com.au. It was a, it was really a, a very much a self-indulgent uh, uh, website for me, basically to write for friends and family. Here's what David's done this week. And uh, I went on a, uh, uh, a ghost tour here in London. Actually, I visited a, a cemetery and I sort of wrote about it. And I thought, this is really cool. This is, it reminds me of the days when I was a, a young kid going to the library, uh, picking up sort of, you know, books by Peter Underwood, Peter Haining, you know, the sort of the Osborne Book of Ghosts and stuff. And I thought, you know, I'd like to really write about this. So I started Spooky Owls. It's a, it, it sort of was sort of like horror films and you know, dark history, basically whatever was tickling my fancy. And it went really, really well. And I, I got contacted by different people and I, and they were enjoying it. And I invited them to write for it. And before you knew it, I had uh, lots and lots of people writing for it. So it's become really a, a spooky community over the years. It, it's, it's focused on just Britain and Ireland. There's lots of websites out there that look at the paranormal from you know the whole world. And I thought, I don't really want to do that. I want to, I want to do things that I experience. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've went to you know, haunted houses and looked at folklore in different countries, but this spooky, the spooky isles, so spookyisles.com, and that's isles because it's the British isles, but they're spooky. Uh, there's a little bit of a play on words there when you look at from the horror film thing, you think of the spooky isles, like the isles of a, a cinema, yeah. but it really is, it's the spooky isles, and um. Uh, and that's really it. And we've been doing it for uh, over 10 years. We had our 10th anniversary in uh, in December, not in December, in November, sorry. And uh, I've got lots and lots of people, lots of people over the years have written for us. And uh, we've published a couple of books. We've well, actually, I think we've done four or five books. Okay. We've done tours, we've done videos, we've done all sorts of things. And it's all sorts, it's all fun. And it's all uh, meant to entertain and bring people together who love uh, ghosts and dark history. 
Well, it's certainly a very uh, impressive website. I've had a look at it today, and there's there's an awful lot of stuff on there. And I actually found myself perusing the northwest of England section quite quite a bit. And there was there was um, there was some stories on there that actually I wasn't aware of that are quite sort of local to to where I live. So so yeah, you've you've got a really good mix of um, of different authors and and different writing on well, there. Well, we do. We... Funnily enough, and it's funny when you, you contacted me and asked me to appear, you know, we, we, one of the books that we published was called Shadow of Pendle, mm. which I uh, co-edited with uh, Barry McCann, who lives in Blackpool, and he's a, an expert on Pendle witches and all that kind of, you know, stuff up in Lancashire. And yeah. for some reason, we have an inordinate amount of people over the years that have uh, approached and we've uh, have written for the Spooky Owls from uh, sort of Manchester, Bolton, you mm. know, all the sorts of places that I imagine you're familiar with. Mm. Uh, I, I, I always try to get people, and I'm, uh, people are always welcome uh, to write for us from all over Britain and Ireland. But for some reason, they all come. They all seem to come from Lancashire. So I don't, I don't know what that's about the place. Uh, obviously, you all love your spooky up there. I, I think there's just an awful lot of places that have got paranormal activity um, attached to them. We've got uh, a lot of old buildings, a lot of old stately homes. Um, that you know, every single one of them has got a uh, a ghost story attached to it. So I think it's just um, embedded within the the psyche of most people who live in certainly Lancashire and and the northwest in general. I think it's it's embedded, um, it, like I say, in our psyche. So whereabouts um, are you based then, David? So I'm I'm based in London. So I've lived I've lived in London at the time I've been here in the UK. Uh, I was in, I was living in central London for most of the time here. So I was very very central. Uh, you know, W1 really. I wasn't very far from uh, Tottenham Court Road. If anyone knows where that is, uh, so I was very central. So it meant that I was I was walking all over central London. So I got to know these areas really really well. Uh, and uh, but now I live in uh, North London, and uh, yeah, and, and, and that's happened during the COVID times. So I've certainly not been out as much as I used to be. I think we're probably all like that, aren't we? And uh, but yeah, so a lot London is my home now. Uh, I do get out like I've, I've recently in recent months since the you know the melting of I want to say melting of lockdown. Yeah. I've been able to visit a lot of places like Cambridge and uh, uh, Ipswich and Norwich, and we all last. Uh, uh, during the sort of springtime last year, mm. was it springtime or summer? I can't remember. But it was last year we went to Warwick and went to rugby and stayed in some haunted mansions and things like that. So it's starting to go back to normal, I think. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my, my, my main interest has always been London. But that's why I lo- why I call it spooky spooky owls because I wanted to make sure that I I got to know all of the UK and Ireland. Uh, my dad's from Northern Ireland, my mum's from Scotland, so I really don't want to just focus on one area. Uh, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I get to enjoy all of it because I think there's just so much here uh, that we can, you know, find out about. Can we um, start off then with some stories from London? Um, because I've, I'm fascinated by history and obviously, you know, London is, is rich um, in... Uh, in history but another one of my favorite subjects as well is pubs so if you put the two together <laughs> and you have a <laughs> um, and you have a haunted pub um, I will sit and listen to stories about haunted pubs from to, from now until the cows come home so um, yeah haunted pubs go <laughs> go okay well it's funny you say that because one of the things that I did was I started a, a group uh, which uh, which is sort of you know sort of 
been I want to say word frozen just because you know during COVID nothing obviously happened but uh, it was called Spooky London Pubs it was you know Spooky Isles but this is Spooky London and it was Spooky London Pubs and so basically every fortnight we were going out and visiting a different pub in London it was we, we ended up going to the same pubs a couple of times after a while because you know they're, they're, while pubs might be uh, haunted some of the better than others so we were we were going to spooky london pubs and uh I th- i'm trying to think of which the first one we went to we probably went to the grenadier and i don't know do you, do you know the grenadier pub i don't have I, you heard I, I, okay no. i'll assume that you don't know anything if you're, you're from up up north you've not yeah i'm sure there's many wonderful haunted pubs that uh, you know yourself but grenadier's in belgravia which is in a posher part of town it's like you know near um uh, near Harrods, and uh, it's a you know pretty swanky area. It's sort of a I noticed in the in the press today there was a story about uh, some mansion that had been uh, I don't know taken away from the Russian oligarch that owns it. So it's basically all full of Russian oligarchs, basically right. uh, all the sort of stuff we're seeing at the moment. And so they're the, the kind of areas. So the Grenadiers are a fascinating place. It's only a small little pub. It's in Wilton Road. It's quite hard to find uh, if you don't really know where it is. Uh, but it's it's a lovely pub. And it's, and it's been there for hundreds of years. Uh, the interesting part about it, it's called the Grenadier because it was, uh, it was basically the drinking... Um, uh, the dr- drinking place of the soldiers from the local barracks at the time of of, of Waterloo of uh, okay. of the of the Duke of Wellington, mm. and the 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 story there is this you know uh, uh, there's an apparition of a of a soldier uh, that's seen there. Now the story there is that he was uh, apparently playing cards. I believe he was a lieutenant. Uh, he was playing cards and he was caught cheating. Now you can imagine, uh, you know people take their gambling seriously and people aren't happy when someone's cheating so they gave him a bit of a belton uh, and they threw him down the stairs now unfortunately he died and uh his spirit has never left there so you say like and over the years the 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 ghost of this uh lieutenant's been seen but interestingly enough uh people who go there uh leave they they pay the bill they play they pay his bill uh you know his gambling debt Oh. And all above, all above the top of the of the grenadier's ceiling, uh, there's notes. So you see all notes from you know, cash yeah. from all over the world, and it's plastered with it. So it's actually really good evidence because a lot of there's a lot of pubs that claim to be haunted, and yeah, and I'm, I'm sure they are. But this is actually something you can see. This is something if you go there, the grenadier. It's in Wilton Row, in oh. uh, Belgravia, uh, and you can see the. Evidence, well, evidence or whether it's evidence or not but it's at least you know there's some pubs that will you know no no we're not haunted no that's all rubbish we don't want to know about all that which i've never understood because i would have thought like yourself and myself mm. you want to you, you want to if, I, if there was two pubs and one was haunted and one wasn't i know the pub that i'd be going to yeah Anyway, so that's the Grenadier, and that was we we we, we would go there. Problem is, it's a very small place, so when you've got a big group, mm. it's quite hard to get a seat. But I definitely, if you come to London, uh, check out the Grenadier. So it's sort of like a a tradition then to to pay the uh, to pay the soldiers' gambling debt. Yeah, and they and they, and they, sort they, of they pit. in a way, there's a sort of tip. Yeah. It is, it is, but it's a, it's a. You see them there. You see on the top on the on the ceiling, yeah. and all the unusual notes from around the world. I've seen Australian ones up there, and uh, 
you know, I'd much prefer pay, use my cash to pay for a beer, but other people have done this, you know, they've yeah. put their money up there to pay this poor soul's uh, thing. So, uh, again, everything I'm going to be talking about tonight is on the Spooky Owls. Um, so I don't, uh, you know, I wrote that many, many years ago, that story. But uh, in, in, with these stories that we, we talk about a lot of times, is there's not much to them. Where I say not much to them as far as, there's been, we did an investigation there many years ago, and, uh, and that was you know, inconclusive because you know it's a paranormal investigation, and uh, very rare do you you get much when you do these things. But a lot of the stories are pretty straightforward. Like you know, a pub, and you know, it's said that the the ghost of a serving girl is seen there, and that's the story. There's not much more to the story than that. At least this has a backstory, and there's something to see. So that's why it's one is one of my favourites because there's actually there's something more to it than just saying oh, a ghostly a ghostly soldier seen there. Yeah. This is a, this is a story where you can actually see something. So anyway, that's uh, there is you know and, historical attached to it. That's yeah. That, um, that's tangible. It's actually yeah something that happened. And apparently in September, and apparently in September is the time to go because that's when apparently he was killed. So I mean, I don't know how much. A lot of this stuff is, you know, it's what it is. But uh, it's it's much better than just going to some normal pub where, you know, you have this the same price beers and the same food and all that. But this is a yeah you know, you know has a cool story. So the Duke of Wellington's Grenadier Guards. That's I was trying to remember what the if it was the Grenadier, but that's why it was the officers' mess for them. And that's yeah. just just remind myself. Yeah, there are a couple of pubs that that I do know of. Um, I'm quite mm. I'm quite uh, uh, keen to watch some of the um, YouTube videos that are out there um sort of like um you know virtual tours of different parts of yeah. London. and one of them that i watched recently um concentrated on fleet street and there was a okay. pub, i think called is it called the prospect of whitby you... no it, it, there is the prospect of whitby but it's not in uh, fleet street so okay. Okay. that's that's more in Wapping. Right. so but that's fine. That's that's, that's fine. But that's a, there, there are there are ones in Fleet Street. But the uh, the prospect of Whitby is quite interesting. Uh, it, it, we've I've been there. I've been there quite a few times. I was actually I came to Britain on a holiday about twenty odd years ago, and uh, and I went on a Jack the Ripper tour. And for some reason, which Whitby is you know the sorry the prospect of Whitby in Wapping mm. is no it's. I suppose it is the East End, but it's nowhere near Whitechapel. They must have had some kind of deal going with the the pub owner, and uh, they <laughs> yeah. we, we, they put us on a put us on a, a bus and brought us out there and had fish and chips. And uh, so that was my Jack the Ripper tour was in what? But it's ridiculous. Anyway, the it, it used to be known the Prospect of Whitby was called the Devil's uh, the Devil's Tavern because and it had a really really uh, gruesome reputation. It's in a place on it's on the water. Uh, and it was, you know, it was around at the time when they actually had, you know, fair digging pirates in that time. Mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, there's a, a noose. It was called uh, execution dock. That's how they they refer to it. And they would actually hang, uh, you know, miscreants, you know, pirates, by the side of the water, put them in a gibbet, which you might know is sort of a metal sort of cage and put the, the bodies up there and let them rot uh, as a warning to other people, don't be a pirate. And so that was right outside. Uh, and I'm not sure, I think there's quite a, they probably would have hung them from different parts of that area, but there is, there's still uh, a noose 
like a, a gallows just uh, outside the, on the on the waterfront. So prospect, you go to the Prospect of Whitby, uh, you go in there, wonderful pub, lovely, you know, everything you think you you know that, that is somewhere you're going to want to go yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> when you get there you could go on on low tide you can actually go out right. and walk on the side of the water and you could see that there's a you know uh, this looming uh gallows up there with a with a rope on it it's obviously not the same rope because we're talking hundreds of hundreds of years yeah and that's pretty cool and uh the there's a Apparently, there's, there's ghosts of highway. There's a highway woman. Uh, I'm not really familiar with her story. I can't really remember. But uh, there's a, a highway woman there uh, who's supposed to be there. And there's also supposed to be the ghost of uh, Judge John Jeffries, uh, who was known as uh, Judge Jeffries, the hanging judge. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his ghost is there, apparently. And there's a, a big, long story. And I can't really remember it tonight. But you need to look at it. Because apparently, it's quite, it's quite humorous. This, this bloke who was quite, you know merciless to everyone and uh, at some point his luck ran out and uh, he must have lost friends or something like that and he was on the, the other side of the law and he uh, tried to escape and I think he tried to escape through that area try to get on a boat by dressing up as a woman and all that but anyway he was uh, he was knocked off and you could apparently uh, he uh, his ghost there so there's quite a lot of history around the prospect of Whitby mm. uh, and it's a really good looking pub and again you've picked a really good one there because as I said there's a lot of pubs that have haunted histories but this mm. one has a bit more than that so you could actually yeah. Yeah. go there for the history because you know if you just went there for one thing to say yes there's a ghost here that's fine. It can be a really dull, boring pub, which there are some that are a bit dull with mm. a, with a story. But this one, the Prospect of Whitby, is a really fun pub. Uh, it's it, as I say, it's in it's in Wapping. It's not in uh, it's not in Fleet Street. It's not too far away, but I wouldn't want to walk it. I think I'm uh, I think I'm showing my um, ignorance of, uh, of, sure. of the lay, the layout of London. I think it's interesting you mentioned Judge Jeffries there actually because um, I'm sure that he was actually caught. He was. He was wearing some sort of, as it turned out to be, not particularly good disguise. Um, and somebody actually recognised him from um, a portrait that was hanging up of him in the pub. Um, and somebody looked at this portrait, looked at him, and realised that the two were the same people. And, and at the time, uh, I think you're right in saying he was, he'd fallen foul of the authorities and, and was actually on the run. And there were so many people after him. Um, because of his his reputation of just basically hanging everybody that that you know ended up in the dock before him, but uh, yeah. but yeah, they um, they dispatched him I think uh, quite quite yeah. quickly after that. So he, he was actually caught by by his own um, oil painting portrait, as it were. Okay. Well, they're saying I'm looking here and I'm looking at the site, and it's actually telling me it was outside the town of Ramsgate public right. house, which is not very far away. Again, another good pub. So, I mean, this is the good thing about London. You know, there's lots and lots of pubs near each other. So it's not the prospect, of it, but mind you, he was seen there. So his ghost has been seen there. I'm sure he drank there. I don't know. You're not going to, you're not going to you do yourself wrong by going there because there's, there's, it's a good pub to go to go to a mall. So what, uh, what other pub do you recommend then? I mean, there's there's just so many of them, and I mean, there's so many reasons to go to some of these pubs. Like uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think. I used to live in Chelsea, and uh, in Kensington, you've got the Hoop and Toy, which 
again, apparently when the, the, the Hoopin toy, it's, it's not far from Kensington or South Kensington Station. Uh, it's uh, so you could go there and to the, uh, if you were on a sort of a bit, bit of a pub crawl, you could go to uh, the Grenadier uh, in Belgravia and go to the Hoopin toy. And that's interesting because apparently the, uh, the it's got ghosts of the of dead priests there. Uh, apparently some workers were doing some work, you know, digging up underneath the the pub one time and discovered that it was the uh, it was a previous site of a of a monastery while they were constructing the underground and apparently that was you know disturb their souls so you know you've, you've got you know you, there's lots of stories around britain of you know hooded monks of you know ghosts and stuff the hoop and toy has that uh you've got the silver cross which is in um, whitehall uh not far from downing street so it's you know whitehall it's you know the, the center of thing uh there's a pub there which uh has the ghosts of prostitutes and things like that so that's that's an interesting thing these are all lovely lovely uh pubs uh so uh you, you were talking about fleet street hmm. you've got the yell cock tavern and that's a really cool pub the the, the cock tavern now I, I i'm never mind any kind of ghosts because you know yes there are ghosts there but some of these pubs are really old i'm talking like five or six or thousand years old hmm. now i don't know how old the 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 uh, cock tavern is but uh, it's like the Cheshire Cheese. Mm. These are in Fleet Street, so they're they're pubs that really that go really far underground. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they uh, and I mean really far underground. Like we're talking, you you know you're underground. It, it it and and that's the the really cool thing about haunted pubs, is that there's lots of mansions around the place. There's lots of castles, but you can't really go to them or it might cost you a lot of money like uh if you were to go to say some of these hotels these castles they might want to charge you 250 quid a night which is fair enough because they're luxury places but they're not really accessible to the public whereas a pub you go in there and you buy yourself a half pint or a you know pint or you know get your lunch or get a get a, a coke it's it's cost you nothing really and you could you you can experience a place so that's that's why i really like haunted pubs and that was why we ran spooky london pubs because it was accessible you could sit there you could chat you could enjoy the atmosphere and if you're lucky you might see something yeah i wouldn't say that uh, london pub prices are cheap but uh, that's a that's a discussion well, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I think i think you're probably right about that but then uh <laughs> I don't know that anything's cheap anyway nowadays, but you, but you're right. It's but it's certainly cheaper than spending 250 quid to go to a hotel for the night. That's I was looking at something the other day. I put there was an article up on the on the site, and someone commented that they'd love to go. It was on their on their wish list, but they couldn't afford the prices. So I went and had a look in the you know sort of booking.com and see what it was. And it was it was like 250 quid. I thought, yeah, you're not wrong there. Yeah. So um, okay. So uh, you mentioned about the the underground. Um, I, I, I don't know how much your expertise um, extends to uh, the London Underground because there's, there's obviously um, there's an awful lot of ghost stories that are attached to different underground stations. Um, and I was just wondering whether you knew of any that, that sort of came to mind, um, any of the more interesting ones. 
Well, I was on the underground today, and I think anyone who lives in London becomes a bit of an expert. You can't not be an expert on the London underground. But do people know the ghost stories? I don't think they do. There was a wonderful DVD or a documentary that came out a few years ago, and people could find it on YouTube. And, you know, it's really worth looking out hmm. because I actually found it a really fascinating. Have you seen it? I have actually. Ghost yeah, yeah it, it, it fascinated me. And, and I actually um, I actually bought a book off the back of that. It wasn't a book that was affiliated with the, with the documentary but it, it was just a book on uh, London's haunted underground stations and I just find the whole subject really interesting I think it's the the, the Victorian aspect of a lot of the stations um, one that sort of comes to mind that that I remember more than any other and, and bearing in mind you know as a northerner coming down to London and using the the underground it's quite a stressful thing for for, <laughs> for us to do um, but I, I remember Covent Garden um tube station is is something is, is it the deepest uh, that the, the dug um there was something to do with um digging up old um medieval plague pits when they were when they were digging through and and all sorts of stuff like that yeah i don't know i mean i i hear these things i'm, I'm not sure of whether it's the deepest or whatever they do because there's lots of them and i think there's hundreds of hundreds of tubes all over london you know tube yeah. stations uh, uh covent garden isn't it, it it is an interesting one it's uh, haunted it's famously haunted by the ghost of a of an actor called william terrace william terrace was you know a famous actor at the time and he was apparently murdered uh, at the nearby delphi theater so covent garden is a uh, is is theater land it's where all the all the all the theater so it's where all the musicals and all your plays and everything is there so it's it's long been uh that and uh apparently he was uh, he was stabbed to death by a, a deranged actor a fellow named richard Ar archer prince uh he I don't know if he, I think he was a stalker or something wrong with the bloke and uh, he stabbed uh, William Terrace to death and, and now William Terrace and that probably makes him more famous now William Terrace than he might have been during his, during his lifetime but he's supposed to haunt the Covent Garden tube station and that's the, the big one he also haunts at Delphi Theatre and you can see all these places but that's a really good one the other good one I was going to you were talking my probably my favorite ghost story of all these places is when you go to Farringdon Farringdon is in Clerkenwell yeah. uh it's I'm trying to think what it is it's it's in central London it's on the metropolitan line I'm trying to think of it's oh, I can't really think it's sometimes hard to remember what lines things are on but uh it's on the metropolitan line and Farringdon's really uh really interesting because it, uh it's sort of cut through a uh when it was built it was really built in a, a really poor area. You're sort of venturing towards the East End. It's very central London. And uh, there was a great deal of poverty at the, uh, at the time. Uh, it's the kind of area that you would see uh, uh, lots of sort of, you know, industry, very Oliver Twist. Probably that's the best way I could explain it. It's where uh, it's not far from some of the sites that Charles Dickens mentions in Oliver Twist. And there's a there's a story there about a, a, a young a young girl who was uh from my memory and I remember everything I say tonight is off my memory. So just yeah. <laughs> don't 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 quote me on a lot of this <laughs> stuff. But I'll but it, it will be true. With some of these, so I yeah, give you ask ask me dates and I'll you know and I won't be able to do it. But apparently like in the in the 1750s, uh you, you can imagine these days in those days you had families would uh like almost give away their children to work in factories and things because you know they're going to starve anyway so they go and work in some of these uh 
you know, really poor, miserable, um, you know, slave type things. Anyway, so this girl named Ann Naylor was, uh, she was there, she was uh, working, I can't remember what kind of, this is a horrible, I should have done a bit bit more of a research before I came in just to remind myself. Because it, it, these places I'm talking about are the sort of the, the staple of any kind of ghost tour you do in central London. So I've heard them hundreds of times. It's just, uh, anyway, so Ann Naylor was uh, a young girl, so a young teenage girl, and she was basically worked to death. She was worked to death by the owners of this place, just where Farringdon Station is now. And uh, her and her screams apparently are still heard there. You know, if the screams of Ann Naylor are, uh, are famous at Farringdon Station. Now, the the, the good thing that people be uh, happy to be that this young girl was murdered, but the fact that apparently there was a mother and daughter were the employers, and they both uh, ratted each other out. So they got their comeuppance. Uh, obviously, nasty people aren't very loyal, and they uh, and uh, I believe they got hanged. But uh, so, but Farringdon is known. Uh, as the area where Ann Naylor was was murdered, and that's the ghost of Kensington. I'm sorry, not Kensington. Uh, what, was, what did I say? It was it was Farringdon Station. What I do, and you, you, you'll you'll know this, Craig. Hmm. The thing that I find most interesting about it, and it was in this uh, documentary, and you, you talk to people. The documentary wasn't sort of like people like us that sort of, you know, read books or do a bit of research or whatever we might be doing. It was, they were interviewing the actual workers, mm. sort of, you know, the railway workers, the cleaners, the, I don't know, whatever they do, you know, all the type of people there. And they're asking them and they were telling them stories about things they've heard. Mm. And I find that much more fascinating than listening to uh, paranormal researchers or, uh, or mediums. These are, these are, you know, railway workers that wouldn't necessarily want to tell people these stories unless they be thought to be you know lies or idiots and so therefore that makes it even more chilling yeah quite a few of them i think were um were people who actually worked in the stations weren't they so they were either station managers or um people who worked in the ticket offices and and they had some really quite hair-raising stories to tell didn't they so yeah it was well and they and they and, they, and the thing is they are not there was stuff like they saw someone on a on a screen and they go they shouldn't be there what, what are they doing there at this time of night and that's then right. go and there was no one there so that's it's a pretty cool it's pretty cool so it's ghost of the underground i it's one of my favorite paranormal documentaries and i would suggest anyone has a look at that yeah because i don't think there's much better than you know a much better documentary than that no i agree are there any other uh, stations that that come to mind before we move on to Something outside. Oh, got me, got me thinking. I mean, I think I'll give you a few famous ones there. There's lots of ones where there's been lots of, you know, not so much there's ghosts, but there's, you know, over the years, like Bethnal Green Station, there was, a, you know, during the Blitz, apparently quite a lot of people died. There was a bomb that went directly on top of the, the station. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of death there. You talked about plague pits. Uh, I, I think you're going to find in years to come when they were digging up the, the new crossrail, uh, not far not far from Farringdon to do in the Elizabeth line, which is sort of the London segment of Crossrail. Uh, they, they found some plague pits. Uh, there's a, and so I think you might find some of these stations in years to come might get their own reputations mm. as, as newly haunted, new freshly dug uh, places. Yeah. You never know. Um, let's, 
let's move a few miles north <laughs> from London. Um, Glam's Castle in Scotland. Now, you asked me earlier today, you said, give us a couple of places we can talk about. <laughs> so it's not as random as it's not as random as that, is no, it? No, so, you're uh, secrets away now, David. You can't do You are. So it's, uh, you know, why would we be going there? Just pick some random place. Now, the reason I did that was because I, I, this was my favourite uh, ghosty place when I was growing up. I actually had a little, uh, I had a manila folder where I used to photocopy articles from, you know, from the library and all that kind of stuff. And I just, because I just thought it was really cool. Because, uh, uh, essentially, Glam's Castle is a, is a stately home. Uh, it's been the home of the Lyon family. So the, uh, the Queen Mother was uh, Elizabeth Bow Lyon and uh, it was, she's there. Uh, she was born there. This is me trying to remember everything, even though I used to cut them all out and do all the stuff. It's again, it's my memory going over the years. So it's in Forfa, so that's up in uh, sort of uh, in Angus. So if people know, it's sort of on the, the east coast, sort of north of uh, Edinburgh. And it's a beautiful stately home. And uh, I went there, that was one of the first places, you know, when I came here on a holiday back in about 2002, I, I thought, I've got to go to Glam's. It's, it's, it's spelled Glamis, if people are looking for it, but it, it's pronounced Glam's. And... I uh, uh, I wanted to go there. Now I went there, and I was a bit disappointed, only because they obviously give you a tour, which is nice. But it's all about the uh, the royal family. It's all around the royals. It's all around the Queen Mother and Princess Margaret was born there, and it's you know all this sort of history stuff. I don't want to know about that. Of course I don't. I want to know about the legends and tales. You know, I want to hear about the, uh, about you know the monster of Glam's. So I wanted to go and I wanted to, you know, so I went to this tour and I wanted to know all about, you know, the monster of Glam's, Earl Beardy, who sold his soul to the devil, you know, the ghosts and everything that is, is seen in Glam's. Now, they just wanted to talk about the royal family and, you know, you, it's funny, some places you go to, some of them really embrace the folklore or the ghosts or, you know, these sort of darker side of these places, but they clearly weren't having it. Uh, apparently nowadays are a little bit different. I've heard they've actually done a paranormal investigation there. So it's a very different place that I, uh, when yeah. I first went there. So I wanted to know about it. And so, as I say, there was the monster of Glam's. Apparently there, there's not, I shouldn't use the word apparently. There is a picture that is there of the family. And one of the, there's a small child on the, on the painting who looks like he has very, very short legs. So, in the days of those days who'd be seen as deformed and uh and so there's there's supposedly a family speculation or there's you know this speculation that he died or something happened to him he was locked up in a you know a room in these in those days you know family members you know who were not quite you know who were probably had disabilities or you know issues like that were probably seen as a shame on the family and they didn't they people didn't want to see him so he was supposedly locked away and died and whatever he might have lived for a uh, for a hundred years might have for a thousand years that's why people you know it became a mystery and he became known as the monster of glams now there as part of the legend was that uh there's more rooms in the in the i say castle but it's a stately home it, there was more rooms in the place than there were windows or there was more windows and there was more you know, apparently the the at the, the there's 
more or less windows than there are rooms. So yeah. in other words, there's a secret room there. Yeah, and so I'm out, the fr- I'm out the front trying to count the windows because at that stage I could actually remember what I'm talking about and I can remember what the, how many, some counting the things and trying to walk through and all that wasn't very good. And uh, I, I wasn't very good at working it out. But anyway, so there was that story of the monster of glass. Now ask about this. Now, uh, apparently one of the parts of legend is that the, the head of the family is, you know, like the, the oldest son or who's going to be the head of the family is told the story and that they're always so shocked by it. They wish they were never given the, you know, uh, given the story because it's so shocking. And so it's one of those kind of things that it's probably built up over the years. And it's I've asked people who know about this kind of stuff and they think it's more, more than likely a Christmas tale that the family's told each other to scare the kids and it's got nothing to it, but it's a really cool story. So I've not really given you the, I've not really given you the tale too much, but essentially you've got a, a stately home there that has a monster, has uh, a tale of a of uh, Lord Abedi who was uh, who sold his soul to the devil. There's ghosts. There's all these sorts of things there. It's wrapped up in uh, at Glam's Castle, and I just loved it. I was very disappointed when I went there because they didn't embrace that kind of thing. But you know what are you going to do? It was a it's it's a lovely uh, a lovely castle, and if you it's definitely has to be on everyone's bucket list who want to go and uh, read about uh, what's going on there. Oh, and apparently, uh, 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 apparently Malcolm the Second. I'm just reading here. I'm quickly looking at the site. Uh, apparently, Malcolm the Second, who was a uh, king of Scotland, uh, he basically died on the side of the present castle. So it's got lots and lots of history, and uh, it, it's definitely one of the, the great the, the great castles of Scotland. So what other um, favourite haunted places either for, for you? Was, was your other favourite places? Well, we're talking about, I was saying that there and I was thinking I think it's fascinating when people use the word castle in Britain because some of them, you know, we think of castles, we think of sort of things with turrets and, uh, you, know, the, you know, like castles, you know, with kings and queens and knights and all that kind of stuff you see in fairy tales. They're not always castles. And I went to a place uh, years ago. My, my dad's from Northern Ireland and he's, uh, I, I, I was talking to a Northern Ireland uh, paranormal group and I said that, you know, you know, this and where were some of the places they investigated? And they investigated a place called Rich Hill Castle, which is in County Armagh. Now, I actually got to go in there, and that's it's not public. Uh, it's called Rich Hill Castle. It's apparently was the uh, the first fortified, non fortified. It was basically the first fortified mansion in in that area, and it's uh, it looks like, for all intents and purposes, a big mansion house, but it's a castle. Anyway, it's it's me going around the houses to say it's a castle, but it doesn't look like a castle. Yeah. So it's called Ritual Castle, and that was a really cool place. Now, there's not I, I, there wasn't too many stories to go with it. It was a very very old place, and I think that would be one of my favourite places I've been just because it was untouched it hadn't been investigated it was investigated by the the Northern Ireland Paranormal Research Association and Warren Coates there he'd, he'd investigated but it wasn't a public place and I think nowadays everything has been so investigated mm. they become a little bit boring like so so you, you want me to go into a place uh to investigate and you've had hundreds and hundreds of people going there every week for the last you know six months or for the last three years mm. 
what's going to be different? What's going to happen there that's not happened the night before, you know, or something yeah. like that. So, and this place was just, it was just really cool. It was a really, it was kind of dank because it was like an old place that hadn't really been kept up, kept, kept up. <laughs> and it also had priest holes. So as you know, during the time of when there was uh, less uh, religious tolerance uh, in the kingdom, uh, you'd have the priest holes. So, you know, Catholic priests could escape or could hide. Uh, so, so basically, you had like all the things you wanted a haunted house. Yeah. You've got sliding doors and you know escape hatches and uh, really sort of weird, you know, like a weird sort of painting of a woman that looked, you know, you can imagine that her eyes were following across the room as you were walking around. So there was it was it's really cool. So that was a favourite place of mine. I'd like to go back one day and do the investigation properly. But that was a really cool place, and you know, I just I just love haunted houses. I love the to be able to actually find the quintessential haunted house from horror films, the ones you like, because most of them aren't like that. Most of them are basically they look like everywhere else. They're just old. Yeah. But I, I, want, I want something. I want something where I'm going. I'm in a haunted house, and I can imagine that you know a ghost is going to walk through the wall and or with chains and things. Yeah, you that's want that's what I. Yeah, like creak, creaking doors and suits of armor and all that that sort of stuff. Absolutely, that's why I love like uh, the TV show Ghosts. That's the kind of place I love. Ghosts. <laughs> that's you know, it's awesome. Yeah, um, that's really interesting. So, is, are there any other places then that you've been to that particularly stick in your memory? Um, any other alleged, allegedly haunted places? You've got me. I, I, you, you could throw some places at me. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm into the Tower of London. I mean, that's supposed to be haunted, but I mean, yeah. it's, a lot of these places you have to go through the daytime. And I think when you when you're in a public place at, during the day, you're never going to get the atmosphere you do if at night time. I did an investigation once with the Ghost Club, which is a uh, sort of London based, but it's all of Britain. Mm. It's a Ghost Club uh, based here in London, and uh, I did an investigation of. Uh, God, I can't think of. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's called the Football Club. It's near Chelsea. What's it called? It starts with F. Fulham. Uh, Fulham. Fulham Palace. Right. And, uh, we got there. Uh, we got there, but you knew I was, what I was talking about. So, and uh, we went there, and that was quite cool because um, that was doing an investigation in the kind of a stately home at night time, and it was quiet. Uh, I did see something that I thought was quite strange, but of course, I always think when I see anything, or if I. Uh, you know, if I, if, I, if I was to see a ghost, I would just assume that it was my imagination or it was because I'd been sitting there staring at a wall for four hours. Mm. Uh, but that was that was really cool. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I like to, I, like whenever I go on holidays or I go for a day trip, I'm always dragging my wife into pubs because they claim to be haunted. Mm. Uh, and I think the best thing, a way of doing that is at least it means I'm going into a place that's a little bit old and it is has an interesting history uh when i was in cambridge i went into a pub which and i can't really tell you i'm don't don't ask me what it, i think it's called the eagle or something like that and it had it, it had really interesting history of because it was in cambridge you had i think it's where they not they invented dna in the pub or they didn't discover dna in the pub which i'm sure they've discovered dna in the pub but they the, the people that invented, <laughs> that discovered dna ran into the pub and said you know you know eureka we found it type thing uh, um and apparently this ghost there i didn't i was only in there for about five minutes but what i mean is a lot of these haunted places have wonderful histories uh, and uh that's why 
I just think you can't go wrong with a with a book that's got you know haunted pubs mm. because you're going to find places that have some connection and most of them have some connection to things like the the English Civil War or to murders or something like that that's going to you know someone's drank there and and I, I think at the, in this time when there's been so much of these pubs that are going under because of COVID, they had to close for so long. I do really think it's important that people do get out there and support these local places because there's been a few pubs over the time that have, you know, like a thousand years old that have gone out of business because of COVID. And I think yeah. that's a real shame yeah. and we need to get out there. I'm not saying we all need to crack on and, you know, <laughs> drink the beers, which, you know, of course we have to do, but, you know, well, yeah, you have to um, you have I to mean, spend, yep. spend a bit of money yeah. when you're in there, obviously. Yeah, well, yeah, you could have your you could have your shandy or something like that. But you uh, need, yeah. I think I think it's important. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm going to be doing a lot more of. <laughs> this sounds terrible, doesn't it? I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, visiting of these pubs over the next couple of months, and uh, especially now I'm in North London, and, and uh, you know, looking for new haunted pubs. Mm. I will be visiting and seeing what the what there's out there so yeah and oh you were asking me about a, a haunting not far from where i live near stanmore stanmore's a sort of a, a haunt you know is a it's a haunted place it's a uh, a place there there's a place called honeypot lane and i like the fact that what, what i find interesting there is that apparently uh, it's got a a roman legion ghost a lot of places around britain where there's supposedly roman legions you know the armies apparently it's been seen marching out there yeah. i don't know how how they would but that's a one i know there's like york and other places in kent but we, we've got our own not far from here which is uh, a, a roman legion which i think is pretty cool so i've gone from like the haunting of say you know like Charles Dickens in central London and now I've got a Roman legion so well we um, we have a yeah we have a we have a Roman road which is quite close to to here actually quite close to Pendle Hill and um yeah. there are some local legends about um Roman soldiers still being seen um yeah. so yeah and I've been to I've been to Pendle Hill I just should point out that I have been oh. there I I went there Oh, quite quite a while ago, and I went up there and visited Barry McCann, and he showed me all the different. When I went to was it all witches britches, and I went to uh, different pubs and stuff like that. I went to Pendle Hill, so right. that was it. And I, and uh, this is me trying to get mum. What's the place that starts with C? It's a it's a place there. It's in Pendle Hill. It's got a, a town called starts with C. Oh, Clitheroe. So, Clitheroe. I went. I spent I spent the night in Clitheroe. So okay, but uh, but I, I went. I was in a pub there. And I uh, stayed the night and uh, it was very loud. So I don't think it was, if it was haunted, I wouldn't have known about it because I had sort of, a, uh, I was sort of getting ready to sleep about 10 o'clock or whatever. And then they cranked up Kylie Minogue and all that kind of stuff. So I think I <laughs> was it, um, was it the Swan and Royal by any chance? I have no idea. I'm sorry. I don't know, but I do remember it was a nice pub. I just remember that. And another funny story, another one where I've been in a pub where it's been, uh, I went into, and I'm going to look this up because this is a good story. I think it's called the Molesworth, which is in. I did a few years ago over Christmas and New Year's. I, uh, I, 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 me and my wife visited uh, uh, Cornwall, and I, I, I did all this organising, and I made sure I went there. Every basically every stop was a haunted place. I was going to visit every single haunted pub in the place, and and every night we were saying we'd stay in a haunted place. It was really great, and on New Year's, I, I by accident. I say by accident, I picked a place called the Molesworth Arms, which is in Wadebridge, which is in 
Richardson, Cornwall, and I picked that place. And I was looking up, and while I was going there, I, said, I knew it was haunted, but I would look, and it was supposed to be every New Year's Eve, which was by coincidence that that was the night I was staying. There was going to be there's a, a ghostly the stagecoach is supposed to go through the doors because it was a coaching in, you know, and it was a ghost and all that. Anyway, so, well, this sounds great. I'm going to be there on that very, very night. But, you know, it's New Year's Eve and you had every kid and every young person, every reveler from must be, you know, five miles around was in the pub with a, you know, the disco going and they're all dancing to the middle of the, there's no way you'd know if there was a ghost there. So I, I couldn't, I've been to the Molesworth on New Year's Eve but I could not have possibly heard a ghost for the disco. So again, that's a, that's my, you know, that's my little claim to fame. I've been there on the night of a, the supposed ghost happened, but you know, if he was there, you he, he would never have heard the ghost. I notice on your website, um, I'm just looking at the page saying, welcome to spooky London. Um, Cause I think we'll, we'll go back to your uh, now adopted uh, hometown. As, yep. For, yep. For, it is. Yep. For, for the last little bit of the uh, of the podcast, um, ten brutal murders that shocked London. So, could you choose one then? Um, well, you know what the one's going to be. I mean, there's there, there, there's there, uh, <laughs> apart from that one. Apart from that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that, that's why we that's why we did that. We, we I asked uh, Trevor Bond, who's as uh, a resident expert on. Uh, well, there's we have a few resident experts on uh, brutal crimes here in London, and obviously the the majority of stuff we do is uh, uh, on Jack the Ripper. Mm. But I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think what because it's yeah it, it, everything starts and ends with uh, so do you uh, do uh, repertoires then do you do, do, do you... no we don't but we, we we when we like so we, we do, we've done tours over the years mm. we did one of the Ratcliffe Highway murders which is really really interesting and underrated this is a terrible thing and this is the one of the things I try not to do on Spooky Isles because I always wonder you know if there was a murder last you know last week and we're doing tours about it it's a bit sick isn't it so I yeah. try to you know it's it's one of those kind of things but I think Jack the Jack the Ripper and the idea of it is been around for so long mm. you know we do we do recognize the that that five women were murdered five women we know about so we don't get too bloodthirsty on that but you can't really tend to have a ghost story or anything without a murder so we just recognize that the Ratcliffe Highway murders were very brutal it was like a family got murdered not far from uh, we were talking about uh, Wapping with uh, the prospect of Whitby uh, it's a really interesting story I would direct people to read about that rather than me tell about it today because I wouldn't I, I couldn't do it justice but uh, I've, I've, you know, it's it's a funny thing about these sort of you know dark histories, because you know you, you see some sites and they've got. I tend not to want to do murders that happened, you know, within living memory, yeah. because I just I'm, I'm really uncomfortable with that. I just think it's, you know, imagine doing yeah, a, a, you know, I don't even want to name the people. I don't even want to name the people, but you think, you know. The, you get people murdered around the place. Imagine doing tours saying that. So that's why I think it's interesting about talking about the times around it, maybe the investigation, you know, how people reacted to it. We did, uh, back to quickly, back to Cornwall, we did one about Charlotte Diamond, who was uh, murdered in about, the, I think, of the 1840s or something like that. And it was a huge, a huge, huge issue in the papers at the time. And, uh, 
you know, it's still a person gets killed. So that's when we, we, we do do brutal killings. People do do like to read about that kind of stuff. Uh, like we, we've, we've done Lord Lucan, Lord Lucan, who's, you know, allegedly murdered uh, the nanny in mm. uh, in Belgravia. Again, that's, you know, very far from some of the places I've talked about tonight. Mm. And uh, because they, they do TV shows about it. So we, we've got a, you know, we've got a, uh, an article on there and you could go to the plum we were talking about pubs so everything's sort of linked back to it you've got the plumber's arms which is in belgravia which is not far from where he lived but it's actually where uh if i remember you know his wife ran in and uh right. to the to that pub and said they've murdered the nanny so there's something real there if that makes sense yeah. so it, it's all it's all that's why i say the word dark history because mm. it's dark you know we're not just talking about people looking at, you know, fairies at the bottom of the garden. We're talking about real people and it's dark. So I find that interesting mm. and, you know, but I, I try to, you know, put it, put it into context that this is just, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting history. Yeah. I think, I, look at. Um, I think ghost stories are always more interesting if you can uh, attach some sort of historical, um, significance to them as well. It's well, sort of, it's it's sort like Pendle I Hill. Had. Yeah, it's yeah. like Pendle the Pendle witches. Yeah. You've got all these w women and you know and some men got murdered by the state right. over this issue. And that's why we, we did a story the other day where uh, the Scottish First Minister gave sort of I don't know if it was a, literally a pardon, but you know did an apology for uh, the people that had been accused and executed for witch craft yeah. in scotland yeah, there and was so about, uh, 400 wasn't there altogether something like that and so that's a terrible terrible thing Absolutely. and uh that's why we supported uh the uh the campaign up in pendle for a similar kind of apology or for a pardon for the pendle witches that's so right. i think and 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 with that it's still relevant today because there's parts of the world where people are still executed or uh harassed and you know hurt because of their religious things and people calling them witches and stuff like that so a lot of this stuff we see on the spooky Isles is is still relevant today some of it's not relevant thank goodness but uh, i think it's it's fascinating to to look at it in that context so what's your uh, website address then because i think uh, it's it's spooky isles s-p-o-o-k-y spooky isles isles as in the british isles i-s-l-e-s.com so that's spooky isles.com and we're always looking for people uh for new writers uh we have lots of writers from all over britain and ireland we also have uh writers from america uh who are interested here if you love ghosts dark history horror films folklore the occult all those kind of cool things uh we'd love to hear from you and we've got a contact there and uh we'd be, we'd be more than happy to hear from you to to write for us if you like well i can i can definitely um definitely say that um whilst, whilst we've been having a chat I've, I've been looking at the website on my second screen and there's some uh, really interesting stuff on there so and, and I've now got uh, quite a nice list of pubs that I need to visit next time I'm down in London. So, well, when um, you come, you tell me you're coming. I'll bring you around. I'll show you. I'll show you the town. That'll be fantastic. Thank you, uh, David. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, you've covered some of my all-time favourite subjects, as I said. Um, beer, 
ghostly pubs and the London Underground. So it's been um, it's been a pleasure for me. Thank you. Very that's much. because you don't live. You, you you wouldn't be saying the word London Underground if you actually lived here. But anyway, that's, that's uh, you probably know, true. That's probably yeah. True. It's no, exciting for the first couple of times you do it, but then after that, it's like getting the bus, isn't it? So it's you know. It's, I, a, I suppose it is. But no, it's been uh, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks, David. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. You can visit my website at www.craigbryant.co.uk. Paranormal Pendle will return, and remember to keep watching the shadows. <laughs>